Hello, welcome to the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined by TU beat writer Kelly Hines, back on the beat after eight seasons. She's got a couple of new coaches uh, that you're trying to get to you're know. Eight seasons, like I haven't been around for eight seasons, but I was only oh, eight seasons. Did I phrase that incorrectly? You feel like? I don't know. Eight years sounds like a long time either way. Probably because it is. It is a long time. Yeah. Let's. Well, all right. I, it, it was more like. I was on the beat for, for eight years and then not like very briefly and I'm back. So some people may not have even noticed I wasn't there. Okay, fair point. So I could have just avoided that altogether and just act like you've been there the whole time. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll work on our introductions. For, uh, we'll work on it. Everything is a work in progress. Everything is a work in progress. That's right. Week to week improvement, every, everyday improvement. That's all we're, all we're looking for. Um, all right, let's talk about Kevin Wilson. So he seems to really be making uh, some, some portal wins, if you will. Um, what do you think about some of the players that he's not only retaining, but also grabbing out of the portal? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that he's looking into the portal for to address very specific needs. And I think that that's extremely important when you're, you know, trying to figure out your roster and you know that you have some areas of weakness and you're like, okay, we, we've got some, some coaches in place. So let's find some guys to, to fit these um, spots, but then to find guys like DeMarco Jones who played at Booker T and, and, you know, I think was in, you know, a, a, he was in a reserve role at OSU and it, it was maybe going to be difficult for him to make that next move. Um, and so he was in the portal and, and that I think is a great fit. Um, that's a cornerback who's played a ton in his career, made um, one of the most impressive plays that I saw this season on the onside kick against Texas Tech. He, um, you know, fair caught it and that was a, a huge moment in the game. Um, and then, um, Kanayan Williams, another guy from OSU, another defensive back, a safety who um, I got to know a little bit. Um, and he was a former team captain, which that's a that's a big deal at OSU. That's something that your teammates vote on. And he had that respect of his teammates. Didn't get as much playing time later in his career at OSU just because of, you know, other guys who were on the roster, but definitely someone who brings a lot to the table with, with your team. And then uh, Kiwan Parker um, is another Booker T kid who spent the last two years at Arkansas. So those are three defensive backs who um, they now join a secondary that's looking pretty good when, when you look at the fact that Kevin Wilson was able to get Kendarin Ray to come out of the portal. Kenny Solomon, a, a corner, you know, who's in a starting role. Also, he withdrew from the portal. So now you're like, okay, this is starting to look like a team. Like, so I, I think, um, I don't know if it was just that they're doing that group first and they're going to address, you know, other other spots next. But um, with the defensive hires being made first, I think that that really helped them get a jump start on that side of the ball. But I think you're just seeing very encouraging things happening right now. And, and I know that they're, they're obviously not done compiling their roster. Um, and I, there's still obviously some time to get some more guys out of the portal. How big was Kendarian Ray coming back? That that's huge, right? Oh man, that's I mean, that's as impressive to me as as getting um Braylon Braxton to stay um or getting any of these guys out of the portal. I, I think that you know that's that's pretty big because it's a guy who um just like Braylon, it, it you know has that potential to be a leader on the offensive side. Kendarian was a leader for the last few years on the defensive side. And I remember when he was 
I think maybe a freshman or sophomore, I remember Philip Montgomery saying, um, I think he has a chance to be the best safety who's ever played here. And he obviously he's had injuries and, you know, just things are unpredictable, but he's always had extremely high potential and he's, he's really lived up to that well. Um, and so for him to stay, that's that's a huge piece of your defense because, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what Tulsa's defense is going to look like. I don't know if they're going to stick with 3-3-5 or, you know, what they're going to do, but Tulsa's, you know, the secondary, like with any defense, that's going to be important. But um, the way that Tulsa has recruited previously under Philip Montgomery and his staff, you know, you're getting guys with, with speed and athleticism to have on your on the back end. So you're protected there in a way that, you know, really before they went to that alignment, they they were not as good um, at preventing big plays. So if you can get a secondary that's, you know, really solid at each spot in your first year, you've got a chance. I mean, I feel like um, that's just a big boost to, to you know, where the team, um, what its ceiling, you know, could be. That's a, a, an area that you, you've got to feel pretty good about at this point. Sure. Uh, you recently sat down with uh, Kevin Wilson via Zoom anyway, uh, kind of your first long interview with him, 25 minutes, whatever that was. Or was it longer than that? How long was it? Uh, no, it was about 25 minutes. I, okay. All right. I was right the first time. So your your impressions of Kevin Wilson after getting to talk to him a little bit? Um, I You know, one of the first things I told you about that is, you know, he, he has two cats. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I feel like that's something that's important to discuss. Um, we discussed that, you know, and, and he also has two dogs, but you know, the cats that resonates with me. So I was like, all right, I think, I think we're going to get along. Okay. I, I have more than two cats. You didn't ask, but um, so I think just maybe, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, he has media availability tomorrow. Um, and that's really the first, you know, thing that he's, he's done, you know, with, with all of us since his um, introduction. So um, as weird as it is to be back on the beat and and covering, you know, different coaches uh, for the, the two sports that, you know, we cover the most. Um, I kind of enjoy the process of getting to know someone and like earning their trust and, you know, just uh, that's a journey and, and it's unpredictable and and I, but I like that. So um, we're still very early on with, with both of these coaches that I cover. Here's a cat. Um, but um, I'm excited to kind of like get to know them because I wouldn't say that I know either of them especially well, but um, with each conversation, you know, you get to know someone better. And um, I think that Kevin is, is, you know, he's, his, his experience, um, you know, dealing with the media, being a head coach, you know, all of those things like that's, that's kind of different from, you know, what sometimes we expect with with TU. I remember like, you know, Philip Montgomery um, early on, you know, when I was covering him, like he didn't have to do a lot of interviews um, at his previous schools. So like you're dealing with someone who's like, oh, I don't know if I can trust the media, but he was really good at it. it just, you know, it took some time for him to understand that, you know, we pretty much here in, in Tulsa, we're, we're going to be pretty nice to you and we're, we're going to make your job not extremely difficult. So most of the time. So um, I think Kevin just, he has, he has a lot of experience. He's dealt with Oklahoma media before. And um, he just, I, I think um, is very like accustomed to different situations. And, and I think that's, that makes it more comfortable for, for us and for him. Yeah. 
you also had a chance to uh, connect with Philip Montgomery, who is the new Auburn offensive coordinator. You guys talked cat sighting. There we go. Uh, it's a play. What all? What all were you you guys chatting about? Oh, Phil Montgomery. Um, you know, I did a story for um, Monday's paper about Joe Gillespie, who um, I'm not just say things didn't go well for him last night, but I mean, it was it was a little painful to watch. It wasn't his fault. I'm not putting that. Right. On. Um, George is just like on another level. Anyway, um, just about uh, I had I had a friend who was um, out in LA covering the national championship game. Um, and he asked Joe some questions for me for that story, which is very nice and very helpful. Um, and it was just about how Joe's time at Tulsa really prepared him um, for, you know, really immediate success at TCU. And I know the se season ended the way it did, but I mean, <laughs> they're national runner-up. And in the first year, like, um, under, under Sonny Dykes, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So it was... Yeah. Pretty much about how Philip Montgomery's um, longtime friendship with Joe led to Joe getting the job at T at TU that led to the job at TCU. I'm not explaining it very well, um, but I I wanted to talk to Philip for that story because um, you know he was such a big part of it. Um, and I talked to him you know for a while. He was coming off a, a big recruiting weekend, um, and uh, you know we chatted for a few minutes. Um, it was it was a good talk. He had obviously only good things to say about Joe. And I, I asked him, I was like, you know, I assume like you guys remain good friends, but is it is it weird when you know someone's on your staff and they leave and then like what are you, how how do you like process the emotions of that? I think at times, you know, it's it's difficult for coaches when when guys maybe make like lateral moves or you know stuff like that but um he was like oh I'm always I'm always gonna root for Joe like you know their their kids grew up together I mean they they they've known each other for so long that that's a little bit different from you know just like maybe an assistant who you know is unhappy and goes somewhere else like Joe was making you know he could have gone I'm sure he had plenty of other opportunities but um, he waited a long time until the right situation came along. And obviously that was a good situation for him, but it, it was nice to, um, catch up with Philip, you know, briefly. Um, you just, you know, when, when you cover someone for that long, like you just, you know, I got to know his family and, um, obviously him, but you know, you, you always want the best for those people. It's just like, you're like, they're part of your life on a daily basis for so long. And then, then it's not anymore. And you're like, bye, like, you know, you just like, and that's, you know, just how, how things go in our industry and their industry is like, you know, it's unpredictable, but um, I, he really is a good person. So I, I think yeah. that the situation he's in is going to be a really good one for him. Or did it might he, not be, who knows. Did he talk, did you guys talk much to you? a whole lot yeah. yeah i think he's ready to here's chico chico is looking for a home uh, -uh we'll show us if we can see the front end instead of the back end that might help hi chico wow he's purring he's he's a very uh -huh. nice um so yeah i i we we talked mostly about joe and about his current situation philip's current situation he i think he's um in a good spot 
with what happened and, and you know, moving on past it. So. Well, staying on the uh, the coaches theme and getting to know new coaches theme, uh, let's talk about uh, Eric Conkle a little bit. You guys had a chance to sit down. Of course, we're filming this on Tuesday afternoon. You've got your first game tonight. Uh, so your impressions of Coach Conkle so far? He is going to be really great to deal with. And everyone had told me that leading up to this, you know, um, haven't really haven't really been on the, the basketball beat very long, but I knew that he, it, we're just having a little skirmish in the next room. A, a literal cat fight? Just one second, just one second. So Eric has been a head coach before also. So he, he knows his role with the media and he, he was like, anything I can do to help you. And I'm like, really nice of you to say thank yeah. you uh, but we we talked uh, about you know his background my background the team and you know he's he's very honest with his assessment of, of where they are he knows what they need to work on he knows their defense is pretty terrible um but you know he knew that it was going to take some time and I think what I like about him is he's kind of like me and there are no short answers to questions um but yeah. you ask him like um Oh, what did I ask him? Like, how much do you have to like trust the process? You know, at this point, like your team is, is four and 10, you've lost several games in a row. Um, it's your first year. You're, you're just trying to, you know, lay the, the groundwork for, you know, year two, year three, whatever that is. And he's like, he starts telling me about how his dad was, his dad worked in construction for like a long time and, it, and it's like the, the answer is like a journey and I'm like I could relate to that so much because it's like anytime you ask me anything I'm like well the thing is um but he he has um a very patient personality and that really lends itself well to his current situation um but uh there were just several things that you know that I I picked up um, just about, you know, how, like he, he has this little thing and I'm going to write about this at some point, but I'm just, you know, whatever, I'm just running it now. Um, but it has, he has this thing on his desk that I guess you could put business cards in, but it's kind of like a little plaque and it says, poised down the stretch. And I just, that was one of the first things I noticed. And I was like, is that, is that something you, you say a lot? Or like, what does that mean? He's like, well, that was a gift from a, a graduate assistant and, um, basically the, he says that's one of his, anytime they do, um, like their final thing in the locker room, go over the points of the game or whatever, poison on the stretch is always one of them. That's always the last one, poison on the stretch. And so he has this thing on his desk that says that that was a gift from, from someone who heard him say it a lot. But I, I just like, you know, figuring out people's quirks and, um, I was impressed with him though. Like he... Um, he's really sharp. He's um, really forthcoming. He's the he has qualities that will make him very easy to cover. And I'm not saying I'm like want things to be easy all the time, but he's just he's gonna be um, very cooperative. I feel like, and he, I've seen him um, like you know I dealt with him after because T. Well, I wouldn't say that they especially played at that OSU. There was a game involving TU on OSU that I covered, and TU didn't especially show up for it. But, um, you know, I was writing both sides um, 
for that game story. And I, you know, was the only person there asking questions related to TU. And he was really good then, even though they played not very well. But um, I've seen him in other, you know, interview settings. And he refers to every everyone asking questions by their, you know, first name, assuming he knows it, and just things that are personable. And I, I think that he gets it. He gets that, you know, when you're, you're at a school like TU, like, you need to treat the media pretty well, or maybe they'll stop covering you, especially if, you, if your team is is not winning. So um, I think he's going to be really, um, like, he seems like a good fit. I know this, this season is, is not going especially well, but I don't think anyone really expected it to. Right. Um, so I, I definitely look forward to seeing like what, what years two, three, four look like for him. Because I, I you know, I had someone say on, on Twitter, like, oh, he's just going to have success and then leave. And I really don't, I mean, obviously I've talked to him one time, how well do I really know him? But um, just the decision to come to Tulsa was one that, you know, he said he'd had other opportunities, but, you know, he's, he had stayed um, with Louisiana Tech for I think seven years, still trying to remember all these things. Um, and he he didn't want to make a lot of moves like he had done early in his career when it was just him or just him and his wife because they have two sons and he he's like I don't want to just bounce them around so um, I think he's going to be very strategic with with his his moves but I'd I'd love to see um, him you know be here for several years and, and see where it could go. Yeah, what time is the game tonight? It's it's five o'clock now. Um, I believe it's at seven. Okay, are you heading I had all of OSU's schedule memorized, and then I don't cover those games anymore. So it's really hard to remember these things. I'm pretty sure it's at seven. I might be ready. Don't, don't I look ready? Totally you do. I, I just didn't know if you were, like, need to hop off to get to the arena. I just didn't want to – No, I, I probably will try to be there by 5.30, and it takes, I think, six minutes to get there. So I'll probably be okay. You pretty much yeah you know, cross the river and you're you're there. So I mean yeah. it's it's um and the you know the the parking situation is pretty great there. I mean like I, I can't complain. And they do. Uh, oh my gosh, maybe they don't this year. But like last year, when I was on the beat for half the season, they um they gave you a voucher for the concession stand. So. <laughs> so I just you know Dean who covers OSU gets nothing. They will, he, he gets something to drink, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, well, well, yeah, you'll have to report back to us on that. Yeah, I, I, um, I was going to rank all of the concession stand items, I, but the, the voucher I think is limited with what you can get. But, you know, as I told you the other day, I'm not, I'm not consuming some of those items anymore. Like my hot dog eating days are, are over. Um, it turns out they're pretty bad for you anyway. So yeah not the best not the best like did you see that story a couple of years ago it was like for every hot dog you eat you like take like 10 minutes off your life or something no I didn't see that like Joey Chestnut is in trouble like someone should check on him but like <laughs> like, like for the average person like that that seems kind of alarming yeah that, that'll add up quick it'll add up quick okay. so not doing that Another cat sighting. Who, who's this, this is one? The same one. No. He just wants to play. Well, this one came on before we went live, though, didn't it? Didn't it? Oh, I thought it was at the beginning. I don't maybe, know. maybe it was. I think we just saw the ears earlier. Yeah. Maybe. 
All right. All right. Shall we leave it there for this week? We, we, this has just been all over the place as usual. That's okay. It's just, we're just stream of conscious, whatever's on your mind. Oh, we gosh. That's not dangerous at all. Basketball. We'll just wing it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about hot dogs. We'll, we'll just, who knows where we'll go next week. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's unpredictable. It is unpredictable. Stay, stay tuned to see uh, what, what, you know, road we, we get off on. All right. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up next week. Uh, you can check us out for free on Google, Apple, Spotify. Appreciate you checking us out and we'll see you next time.